This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 158, Sheila Granger on local business opportunities. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back. It's Jason Lynette here once again, and joining me for the second time on this program is Sheila Granger. Now, many of you know of Sheila's work because of Virtual Gastric Band, though the reason I reached out to Sheila to come back to the program once more is to learn more about how in the efforts of continuing to promote an international brand, writing several books, putting out trainings, still managing to see a lot of clients, there's some really fascinating under-the-surface, behind-the-scenes work that Sheila has been up to in her local business community, specifically a book about people in her local business area, as well as actually recently receiving an award, uh, the Exporters Award, in terms of taking her efforts around the globe. So in this conversation, Sheila and I talk about the themes of managing to fit one more project into the midst of everything else that's going on, time management strategies, productivity strategies, and on top of it all, how to remain sane while continuing to scale up your business year after year. Uh, you can head over to the show notes at Work Smart Hypnosis to learn more about the online community that Sheila runs, or of course, head over to SheilaGranger.com for details about her programs. I'd also encourage you to head over to HypnoticBusinessSystems.com. This is the all-access pass to my hypnosis business training library, done-for-you marketing campaigns, advice in terms of the business networking that we talk about in this conversation. And for as little as $47, you get the all-access pass to how nowadays I'm operating several six-figure hypnosis businesses. Check that out over at hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. And with that, let's jump directly into this action-packed, content-packed session. This is session number 158, Sheila Granger on Local Business Opportunities. You know, so first thing, of course, thank you for being back on the program here for the second time. Uh, how have you been? Absolutely brilliant, Jason. Thank you. And thank you for having me back on your program again. Absolutely. And being in the good territory of people back on for the second time, though actually remembering you've been on the program before. So thank you for that, James <laughs> Hazel Reagan, Richard Nongard. So anyway, uh, in this conversation, I want to reach out to you um, as there are several things I've been seeing that you've been up to uh, in recent months. Things that I know we may have hit on briefly before in part of the story in terms of becoming that member of the local business community. So just briefly, t tell us a little bit more about some of the work that you've been doing, which is kind of outside of our hypnosis profession that I'm sure, sure is benefiting you within your business. Yeah, I mean, the big thing I learned very early on, Jason, I think, is that um, the key to helping encourage clients through the door or people to get to know about you in the beginning is to network mm -hmm. and to become a known in your local community. Um, so I, you know, regularly stage community events whereby I'm just doing something to put back into my local community. I'm not doing it to gain anything from it. I'm not doing any direct selling or even encouraging people to come on the programs. I'm just getting people to know about me that I actually exist. And so, I, you know, very early on, I, I did a huge amount of networking, still do to this day. Um, and, and out of that fell 
an opportunity recently uh, for an award. Um, we have an organisation over here called the Federation of Small Businesses, which are also a networking group as well. And uh, they look after the interests of small business owners across the country. And I was nominated for an area award um, and a very unusual one at that, really, an Exporter of the Year Award, uh, which was which I won the area award a few weeks ago, which I was uh, completely flabbergasted about, to be honest with you. First of all, congratulations. <laughs> I went to the award ceremony and I listened to what the other businesses were doing in my category, the other shortlisted ones, and I thought, oh, I don't stand any chance. Um, so when they called my name out for the award, I was uh, completely dumbfounded, really. Uh, for, for once in my life, I was uh, lost for words. Uh, but what was great was that the business community recognised the work of um, hypnosis, so not just a, necessarily a win just for me, but I think also for our profession as well. Yeah. So I'm now going through to the, the national finals in London um, to, to, for the UK award um, of Exporter of the Year. And that's comes about from me exporting myself and services into other countries, of course. Okay, so taking the business from the local to the global aspect is what that award was taking the shape of. Yes, yes, yeah. But again, I think part of that has come about because of um, what I do do on a regular basis uh, with the business community in this area. So, um, you know, I get heavily involved in in, uh, business groups. I'm a big advocate of networking and and the group I belong to networking-wise was B&I, Business Networking International. And I'm now a support director for five um, B&I groups in my area. Uh, So really, I get the opportunity to build relationships with all those people and and also find out all the time, you know, what is going on in my local business community? What issues are they facing? Because I always think with hypnotherapy, you know, if you take the word hypnosis away from it, it's really about how people think. And that means that we can take it into any area. And what tends to happen is naturally out of these networking events, our conversations, you become the person that people then come to and say, do you think you could help with this? And suddenly, and course, dis- yeah, and suddenly discovering markets or needs that typically, you know, we wouldn't necessarily explore unless we were actually out there finding out about these things. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll give you an example of how, you know, one thing um, can lead to another. So. I always think that it's great to be part of your local community. And then also the clients that you see um, using that client in a way to get more in your local community and more exposure. So a gentleman that I've recently started working with, and he came to me as a result of hearing about me in the business community. um, And he is an ex-professional rugby player. Just literally come out of the game about a a year ago because of injury. Um, addicted to tramadol, uh, which apparently is very common in the rugby profession. And uh, within the space of two sessions, he's gone from taking 20 tramadol a day to three. I didn't want Mm. him coming off them completely all in one go because he would have all the physical withdrawals then as well. So, you know, I wanted it to be over a period of time this would happen. This one, this two, these two sessions have now led to um, his introducing me to two uh, professional rugby coaches because he thinks it would be good for their teams because this guy is also a, a commentator on the radio of games. Um, so he wants me to do some work with these two rugby teams. 
Um, he uh, works for a corporate business himself or um, him and his father have this corporate business. They're looking at improving the performance of the managers. Um, so he's now getting me to work in there as well on the performance of the managers. He also wants to be um, an, almost a bit of an ambassador for ex-rugby professionals um, and expose this um, addiction that a lot of them have to painkillers and, and help them see that there actually is another way forward with this. Um, and so there'll be a joint press release going out about that. So from that, one thing in the networking has led to seeing that guy, which potentially leads to working with two professional rugby teams <laughs> and a press release. Yeah, which is thinking so much bigger about where it all comes from, which I love the aspect of clearly people know how much you travel to various uh, presentations that you give, the trainings that you do, and still to have that footprint in that local business community. What I love about that is that so often if I'm talking to the hypnotist about some of these opportunities, they'd go, well, you know, I'd love to do that. I just really don't have the time for it. Um, yet clearly you are making that time and making that opportunity happen for you. Yeah, I think it is so important. Yeah, And whatever you say you do, that you, you follow that through. And there's always a way to make the time in that we all, you know, as you know, we all only have so many minutes in the day, don't we? And, you know, sometimes that involves that we work very long hours to make sure that we fulfill all those commitments. And we say that as uh, it's 10.45 where you are and 5.45 in the morning here where I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, you've got to have that, that commitment. But I think it's always it becomes exciting, doesn't it, when we see another opportunity and think, well, perhaps I could do that. Mm -hmm. You know, perhaps that is a possibility. And the other thing that I've done recently is – um, Hull, the city where I um, am based, uh, last year was the city had won city of culture status, and they have this status for a year. And so, like a lot of other businesses, I thought, okay, how can I hook into this city of culture thing that's going on in the local community? So I then started interviewing all the successful people that have come out of the city of Hull. So a bit like Jason, you do your interviewing the hypnotists. Um, and I was in, in, in interviewing the business leaders. So um, through networking, I got personal introductions to all the people I wanted to talk to. So I interviewed business leaders, politicians, sports people, general personalities that the everyday man on the street would know. And I interviewed them about habits, routines, behaviours, what is it that's made them successful? How do they think? Mm -hmm. Uh, this is now being put together in a book that's due to be uh, published shortly. Um, and the back of the book is almost going to be the city's very own self-help guide. You know, what is the average man in this, these people doing that you could easily do in your life and make a difference? Nice. But that, what that book's really going to be is me putting something back into the business community again, a profile raise. And yeah, hopefully it'll change a few people's lives as well just by reading the book. Which again, it's that indirect benefit. It's providing that outcome, providing that value, though at the same time, clearly, what, what I love about this is that my first experience ever talking to hypnotist about the networking that I did, which I, I've told the story on here before, you've heard it before, I'm sure that my first uh, you know month as a full-time hypnotist, I was able to create that fully packed schedule. And the way that I did that was that if I was not in my office seeing clients, I was out in the community networking. 
So mm. I also did BNI. I was doing Chamber of Commerce. There's some less formal groups that I uh, discovered some value to, but I kind of put my attention to the, one, to the ones that actually had organization. And, and that's what really built things up for me. So the experience, my catchphrase was, I'm going to become a part of the local business community. And by accident, that's going to bring me a lot of clients. So it wasn't mm. the game of, um, you know, yes, there was the elevator speech. Yes, there was some strategy inside of it. Yet the main intention was I was there dressed professionally, speaking with confidence about what I do, the same way that here's the accountant talking about their business, the same way here's the lawyer talking about their business. So to let that become that through line, but the first time I talked to hypnotists about this, they were going, oh, no, they're going to look at you like you're weird, that you're a hypnotist, which first of all, <laughs> yes, they will. And that's why you excel. Um, you have the most interesting job of anybody in that room. But I love that it's that positioning that it's kind of the afterthought that, oh, yeah, by the way, here's what I do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, you're quite, you know, and I think networking as well, you know, it is, you've got to be in it for the long haul. You know, it isn't something whereby, you know, you can turn at once at a meeting and just expect that you're going to get. So it is very much that, what can I give to these group of people? Um, what tools or strategies can I just talk to them about that they can just pick up and run with? And they don't need any sessions with me. Mm -hmm. They can just, you know, you just can plant that seed and make a difference. Um, because those are things that people will remember about you. And so if, you know, I, I want it so that in my local community, that if anybody thinks about going to see a hypnotist, and they're having a conversation in the pub, perhaps, that I am the first person that people think about. Which is that benefit of all that positioning that, yes, being out there in the community, you are the clear expert that's there and no longer – I hear this all the time as this person's doing some sort of coupon offer. This person's really charging low on something that when we build the business, my phrasing nowadays is to be the expert rather than the vendor, mm -hmm. that you're there and you're in this role and you're no longer that commodity, that it's the game of, well, but this person is charging this, so let me go there instead. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, price is, is something that I've, you know, I, I, I see it around here all the time around me where other people are dropping the rates, you know, they're doing the daily deals and giving their whole store away at that rock down price. And partly, from a purely selfish point of view, Jason, I don't want to work for that amount of money. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to get out of bed for that. Um, but, um, you know, also, like you say, if you position yourself right, you know, people, the price really becomes immaterial. Right. You know? um, and, you know, the other great thing about interviewing all those people was that it really was a, a huge networking round for me because I got to sit in front of people um uh, that I wouldn't normally have been sitting in front of. And funnily enough, they all became very curious about what it is that I do. Mm -hmm. So, for example, one guy that I interviewed was, um, is a, it was a professional boxer. And I was, said to him, you know, what is going through your head before you go out into the ring? And he said, well, no, I shouldn't because I've read all of the books. Um, but in my head, I'm saying, what if I lose? What if I lose? What if I lose? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, so I really need to get some sessions with you. And so out of a lot of the interviews, and, and there were some great examples of how our minds work, which, you know, I could then use in talks that I gave. Um, there was a, there's a lady who, she's 92, which is why I need to get the book published very, very quickly, because I don't want to die before the book's published. <laughs> 
She's 92 and she's raised 150,000 uh, UK pounds for charity. Mm-hmm. And what she does, she dresses up in a bee costume. <laughs> called a bee lady. I'm already on board. I love it. <laughs> yes, yeah, she dresses up as a big bumblebee and she stands outside shopping places rattling a tin. And just by doing that, so she's won, won a Pride of Britain Award and all sorts of things. When I interviewed her, she said, do you know, the days I'm not collecting, I'm absolutely riddled with arthritis in really, really bad pain. Um, you know, can't leave the house, can't do stuff for myself. But the moment I put that bee costume on, all that pain disappears. Nice. So great example of how we can uh, switch things on and switch things off in an instance. You know, she becomes that superhero version of herself. But even, you know, salespeople, um, everybody has things to learn from this lady because, you know, how does she raise that amount of money? She stands outside a shopping centre and rattles her tin. But what she does is has conversations with people. Yes. Oh, that's a lovely dress your little girl's got on today. Um, And they naturally then just put the money in. And that's the thing about being part of your business community as well, is that you're just engaging with people and having conversations with people. And over a period of time, those relationships start to build. And out of those relationships comes the next opportunity and the next opportunity and the next opportunity. Well, the benefit there is the theme of we can see more of the same style of what we're doing that, you know, to keep day in, day out, just client after client, which is extremely great. We're helping people produce change, though, to to begin to scale up what we're doing, to begin to take it to new levels and new opportunities, which, again, like the story back to the boxer, the story back to the rugby player, that here are opportunities that these are people who normally wouldn't have thought, yeah, let me explore this and see where it goes. But instead, now here comes that opportunity where you're discovering new markets, new po- new possibilities that are there. Yeah. And there are, you know, there are so many opportunities for us as hypnotists. Um, going back to, you know, all we're doing is changing how somebody thinks. So if everything is about how we think, then that can be taken into every single area that we can possibly think about. And the opportunities then become endless. And I suppose it's been open to those opportunities um, and, you know, actively seeking them as well. Uh, so, you know, when you're working with a client, um, you know, when I was looking at the, you know, what are the benefits for this rugby guy of giving up his tramadol? You know, what are the, what can the motivators be? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, what bigger motivator than him then becoming an ambassador and, and talking openly about that? Because, you know, he can then still be um, almost like a superstar because sometimes when they leave the uh, professional teams, they've lost their identity. They're not that same person anymore. So who am I? So there's a bit of identity loss. And, you know, if he can become somebody else of great worth, then that's a huge motivator for him. Plus, you know, on the selfish point of view, if he publicly declares that, he certainly won't want to go back to taking him, will he? (laughs) You know, so there's benefits always around really. So I I did explore that conversation with him. You know, I said, how would you feel about being an ambassador for this? Yeah. Which again, it's it's just that connection, and I love the aspect of it. Just so happens that you're the hypnotist, rather than I am the hypnosis person, and I'm doing hypnosis in these situations. Um, so, tell me a little bit more about the project involving the book. Yeah, so with the book, um, I've been a little bit slow. I have to say, I've, I mm-hmm. seem to uh, run out of minutes in the day sometimes to yes. get things to get things written. Um, 
but yeah, the book, um, the book is going to be called, uh, or is called, Go the Whole Way. Um, and uh, there's going to be a series of interviews in there. Um, some of them, I have to say, have to be edited quite a lot because there's lots of ums and ahs. And, yes. um, <laughs> but anyway, we've got a lot of editing to do. But then um, at each chapter, what I've done for each person, I've pulled out uh, the most significant statement that they've made um, that is connected to how we think. And then after each chapter, I'm then taking, you know, the golden nuggets of what they've said and and putting that in layman's terms to how the average man in the street could do something with that and change their own life. And then the book is summarised at the, at the back. Um, so that should be um, in print within the next two months. Excellent. Excellent. So what do you, what direction do you see that going for you? What direction, what outcomes do you want to see of that? Well, in a way, I'm not looking for specific outcomes for it. Again, it's just my way, I suppose, of giving back into my local community. Mm -hmm. So the, the book isn't there. Um, if it does raise any funds, then I'm looking for a group where maybe I could just donate those funds too. So it's not a, it's a not really a not-for-profit book, but of course it also becomes naturally quite a big business card. You know, just a few people's lives in my community are changed, or people think about things slightly differently as a result of reading it, then really I think I've done my job. Well, what I love about that is that as we're around our clients, as we're involving within our local business community, there are moments that my, my catchphrase of this is that I steal from the best, that there are things that <laughs> clients have said in the office that I'm there going, that's really good. I should do that. There's mm -hmm. way that someone else in a BNI chapter I'm involved with is talking about their business and realizing, oh, that's that's a different way to address this. That to share these stories and the catchphrase nowadays that I live by is that we can, yes, we can do hypnosis, but we can also do things that are hypnotic in nature. So I'm sure there's stories. Is there a specific story that comes to mind of these interviews uh, in the book that's coming up that kind of helped to inspire some projects or mindset with you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talked earlier earlier about, you know, um, only having so many minutes in the day and how do we get through things and how, how do I have time for networking if you've got all these other things um, things going on? You know, how, how can you get it all done? And I've given quite a lot of talks recently in my local business community on um, time management and productivity and weaved mindset into that and how um, how that impacts our productivity. And there was one particular gentleman within the book, and he's um, leader of the city council um, in Hull. And I went to interview him and I thought, well, he's probably quite a busy guy. He has a lot of meetings to go to. You know, his email inbox must be absolutely jammed. You know, how does he remember everything and get through his day? So he showed me his um, a mobile phone. And it's the old-fashioned Nokia. Yes. That all you can do is receive texts and make phone calls. <laughs> there is no facility for email, social media, or anything else. And that is how he gets through his day. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't have um, any interruptions about anything apart from something that is actually really important. And he said, that gives me the time to be out in my community because uh, I only get notified of what really matters. And I think we can all learn from that, you know, because, you know, we can all be slaves to our phones and our emails and social media. And, you know, um, and I always, you know, now think every time I open my email in effect, I'm on somebody else's agenda. Yes. 
So it's having our own agendas and our own goal and our own vision and as much as possible, you know, getting rid of all those distractions. Well, it's about compartmentalizing that time too, that, you know, I live by not having my, I use Outlook for my email, by not having it open all the time. Uh, mm. Having the alerts almost always turned off on my computer that, you know, to turn it on in that moment, then see the alerts, then respond in that specific time, but then turn it back off once again, that otherwise we're getting fooled into that productivity. And it's where to recognize in our businesses, we can set that criteria in terms of how things work. This is still in the experimental phase, but I have eliminated voicemail from my life in the last month that my voicemail actually says, um, rather than leave a message, go to this specific website to schedule a specific callback time. And it's connected to hardwired into my hardwired, uh, connected into my, uh, into my calendar system that now I can look today and go, okay, yeah, here are the four calls that I'm making today rather than this back and forth game that used to be there. That at times, yes, it might be providing an extra, uh, let's put it in hypnotic terms, it's providing an extra compliance checkpoint. Yet again, the people who are really committed, the people who are really ready to work with you, not just the curious uh, and let me just maybe check that out. Those are the ones that are willing to go through that. So it's like what you mentioned earlier, that oftentimes if we're building things in the appropriate way, it's almost a courtesy that we're mentioning what the price of the service is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it is, you know, um, in thinking about how you can take your service and what you do out into a much wider arena. And the only way you can have the time to do that is to put the other processes in place so you're not constantly on your email or um, pay, playing telephone ping pong with people. You know, my I've got a virtual office and what they do if somebody rings um, is they will uh, say, look at my diary and say, can you take a call back from her between this time and this time? And so the person knows when to expect a phone call from me, um, but that's in a diary slot. It's not, so they will be hopefully there to answer the call. And if they're not, well, they've lost the slot and they'll have to ring back again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what direction do you see things moving in the next uh, couple of years? Well... Which notice how I, wonderfully I, vague that question was on purpose. <laughs> um, there's so many different areas. And I think, um, if I'm completely honest, I think one of my biggest... Um, personal business issues is that I actually see too many opportunities and I think oh I'll go and give that a go as well then I'll go and give that a go I'll go and give that a go because I'm always very keen um, to keep doing the ground floor work as well yes and um, I think you know there's a lot of you know trainers speakers who will um, you know go down the training routes but then almost forget to keep doing the stuff uh, behind the scenes as well and, and the grassroots work. And I think it's that grassroots work that continues to develop your experiences, your opportunities, your techniques. Um, and so I think that's so important to, to continue doing that. Um, I'm actually at the moment tendering for some contracts um, to, in my area for working with the lower level anxieties. Um, and for, but for that, I've got other practitioners I can put in place to do that. Um, should I hopefully win the win the contract? And it's also it's continuing to look at other areas where um, you know we can we can work with hypnosis. So I do a lot of work with sales teams, helping them perform more. Um, and I'm actually at the moment looking to talk to a car manufacturer. 
with where the sales process may be built into their franchise agreement. Outstanding. Plus, of course, continue to go to conferences around the world. Um, you know, the um, old known virtual gastric band program um, and, you know, continuing to promote that for practitioners around the world. Um, so, yeah, a huge amount. In, and also another goal that I publicly declared a few months ago was I was going to have seven books in print by the end of this year. I'm not quite sure which nanosecond of the day that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Although there's something to be said about changing up that deadline, making things, you know, the, the strategy of never, ever promote something that you cannot actually deliver. Um, yet then gauging the interest based on, well, the interest that you receive back to it. Um, although I'd share, there's a book I've got coming out in July, um, which is official because no, I just paid the editor. Um, <laughs> yes, maybe 40% of it is written. Uh, yet there's something about, you know, doing all the groundwork and setting everything in motion to go, no, this absolutely has to happen. And I'd share the personal strategy, which is that at times going into my calendar and blocking times off. Um, mm -hmm. And the benefit of that is that, you know, holding myself accountable that I'm not allowed to change that time frame, that I can't yeah. look and go, well, I can schedule this uh, phone call there, or I can take this client there. Um, but if the time is blocked off, it's just as sacred as the time I'm there with my family. It's just as sacred as the time I'm yeah. with a client. But you know, when yeah. it's blocked off, and yes, it's color-coded in purple, uh, <laughs> when it's blocked off, that is the time that that's all I'm allowed to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the same with, with you, with that, Jason. You know, it's, it is compartmentalizing your diary. And sometimes when something else comes up, I, I have to, um, you know, rejig, but I just take out the things that um, haven't actually been compartmentalized um, but the only thing we can't get back is our time, is it, you know, and when we publicly declare that we're going to do something, we we make the time to do it. Yes. No matter how tight you are to deadline. And sometimes it's better creating shorter deadlines um, because you always will deliver it then. However much time we've got, we'll always take all of that time and a little bit more. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's human nature, isn't it? But if we say, no, this has to be done by then then we make sure that we get it done by hook or by crook. Now you're right in terms of the smaller goals of at least, okay, first draft will be done by this date, or at least uh, I'll have met with this many people in a one-to-one -one style meeting and networking by this mm. date of taking mm. those goals and, you know, breaking them down to the smaller components. And now it's the, okay, I can actually make this part of it happen. This is the part that I'm actually responsible for. Mm -hmm. So of course you're doing every bit of this all by yourself, right? Uh, just about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, just about. I do. I mean, I do outsource um, some aspects of the business, um, and you know, I have um, outsourced VA, outsourced outsourced web services, outside social media. Um, so I'm actually really just concentrate on doing the do myself. Right. Um, and everything else as much as possible gets gets outsourced. And, and occasionally, like with the book, when it all gets a little bit too much and I think I need to get away, um, I've found myself a nice book writing retreat, um, a nice lodge by a lovely lake, lovely view out. And I've started taking myself there for a week at a time, whereby that is all I'm going to do during that time. Mm -hmm. And that's worked really well because sometimes it's not just the work distractions, is it, you know, um, you know, we all, we all have other demands on our time, be it family, 
um, you know, we all have sort of constant interruptions. You know, my even though I work from home most of the time now, you know, my partner gets very depressed if Amazon out delivering boxes at least four times a day. Um, for which, of course, the dog goes mad. I have to go down the stairs. Um, he'll come in from work at half past two and um, he'll come and sit in, in my office. And I'm like, what do you want? He said, well, I just thought I'll sit here for a while. Well, I'll come sit in your office at work. Shall I see that? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's three o'clock, you know, the uh, Amazon dot rings, you know, that I've, I've made you a cup of coffee. And they say, what, are we having for tea? So, you know, we sometimes have to get away, I think, as well and find a way, you know, that we're going to get away from the distraction so we can get stuff done because the more we do that the more we actually have valuable time with our families and you know can make the most of that time as well absolutely well this has been great thank you for the uh, update as well as the inspiration to again positively infiltrate the local business community and <laughs> become a part of that as well of course where can uh, people find out more of you online uh, so my website is uh, sheilagranger.com and then I also run a hypnosis uh, success Facebook group uh, where there's, I think, about a thousand hypnotists around the world now who share the good news stories, uh, work that they're doing. So it's always a good inspirational group. Um, so if you find me on Facebook, Sheila Elaine Granger, send me a friend request and a message to add you to that hypnosis success group. I'll gladly do that and be a pleasure to have you in the group. Outstanding. Well, great having you on here once again. Thank you, Jason. And I look forward to seeing you at one of the many conferences coming up in the next few months. Outstanding. Fact, Jason, this will be the year that we um, um, you know, see each other about six times this year. I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Jason. Appreciate it. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program, sharing it online, leaving your positive feedback online as well. And once again, head over to hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. It's the all-access pass to my hypnosis business training library. Get instant access today for as little as $47. There's done-for-you marketing campaigns, everything from no-cost to low-cost strategies, and mechanisms to get you out there in the community growing your business, and as we like to say, making it rain. See you on the inside. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com.